Check. Check one, two. Hi, friends. Nice to see you. Mm, busy day today. Busy, 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 busy day. Uh, we got a big announcement today. We've got a new partner to join uh, the Cryer Media Network and the Dean Blundell Show par- official partnership program. We're going to chat with uh, maybe the coolest young lady you'll ever meet in your life. So hold on for that. Entrepreneur. She's a little saucy. Yeah, I don't want to give him too much away. But yeah, I don't want to give it. I've known this person for a long, very long time. One of the nicest people you'll ever meet. And she's joining the network. And she's also one of the smartest, whip smart individuals you'll ever meet. And she also does something not many people do. And she's also an educator. Anyway, we'll get to that coming up in a few minutes. Also, uh, big news about Twitter's new casual sex program. We've got some Joe Rogan, Elon Musk news. And Lachlan Cross is here today, ladies and gentlemen. And you look like you just finished changing the oil on your car. Like you oh, literally, yeah. you got you got like an old trucker hat. You got a Bills hoodie on. You legitimately look like you just finished mowing the lawn, changing the oil, doing something Alberta manly. That's I rushed. What you look like. I rushed home because um, you wanted to do the pod, and I I, I had a massage. A friend of mine. I went to the Tool concert with him, and um, he was telling me he. It's hard to find a massage therapist. Like I'm talking deep tissue, get in there, deal with your shit. Yeah. A massage therapist. And if you if you do the if you do that that dance, if you've ever have you done the massage thing before? Yeah. Oh, like yeah. that, that that kind of massage? Yeah. It's tough because deep tissue? Quite, are you talking a deep tissue massage? Yeah, are you I'm talking, not talking a rub and tug. Reiki? I'm talking are you talking shiatsu? Yeah. What are you talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just me- therapeutic massage. RMT. Is that what you're so? Talking? I um, I, I don't want to go go too deep here, but I broke my That's tailbone when I was forty, and then I got into yoga. I I tried a bunch of different things. Massage was actually very helpful. I got into um, I had this one woman that was great, and then she moved, and I haven't really gone to anybody probably for three, four maybe even longer years uh-huh. and i've been in quite a bit of discomfort lately even with the daily uh yoga mm-hmm. and so a friend of mine and i've been just procrastinating finding somebody because i don't like that whole dance of going and then you don't like that person and then they don't really get in there and do what they need to do uh but this guy he's he was swearing up and down about her and oh my god she was holy she give you the business shit. Did she get the elbows in there? She get the knee in there? Well, I've got, I've got, like, I think I've got repetitive um, motion injuries from Astro? yoga oh. in the in my um, hamstrings and down sure. into my and holy mother of God! She also did my arms and found something I didn't know I had, and yeah. So like what? I, I, I what got did she find car. that you didn't have in your arm? I want to know that not. story. A knot, a weird. Did you knot work it out? My... Did she work that Shh. knot out of your arm? Was this a place that takes like insurance, or is this one of those places yeah. that's open until two o'clock in the morning? No, no, it, no, legit. Like, all right, I'm massage, massage therapy. I got in the car, Dean, and I yeah. was like, I called you, and I'm like, I don't think I should be driving. <laughs> did uh, she rub your front too, or just the back? She did um, the front. She stuck to my legs, yeah. my shoulder, and my uh-huh. arm. And, and my neck a bit, uh, but yeah, I'm going back. I, um, I feel great. I feel good. Yeah. 
Good for you. I'm excited. Uh, you know, it, it ties into um, oddly, and that, that wasn't even guest. planned. I know you just came back from a massage. We do have other topics to come up today, by the way. We're going to talk about how I'm all into Canadian politics again. That's huge. It's huge. Halloween did incredible things for me in Canadian politics. I'll explain it in a minute. But right now, I want to introduce a partner, brand new partner, an official partner of the Dean Blundell Show, official partner of Cryer Media. Uh, these two young ladies, we're going to chat with one of them today. We're going to meet both of them as we continue to develop this beautiful relationship, loving, beautiful relationship, opening up like a flower. Like a beautiful lotus or some kind of iris or maybe some other type of flower as we continue to, you know, do that, whatever. Are you that making is. a vagina reference? No, something? no. No, okay. You're disgusting. No, okay. of course not. I don't know. You're, um well I, I'm just digging. telling you. You're like, digging, we, you're searching I'm, for I'm looking for I'm like, just say it. Vagina. Uh well, yeah, yeah, I guess it kind of plays. Um and I've met this young lady probably about fifteen years ago. She came into our office, our studios when I was at the edge. And she did something I thought was illegal. Turns out it's not. Turns out 14 years later, she is the owner-operator of one of, if not the most high-end, classiest, most reputable, sensual massage parlors okay. in Canada. It is located here in Toronto, 1290 Finch Street, Finch Avenue West. What's it called? Muse Massage Spa is okay. now the official sensual massage partner of the Dean Blundell Show, and she's here today, Emily, the owner. Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, you. I, we were talking. We've been, we've been yamming off, off air. We've been talking in the stream before you got here because you were coming back from your massage and forgot how to log on to a computer for a good 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> and... I can tell you, I when did I meet you, Em? Was it 15 years ago? 14, 15 years ago? Is that correct? 14, 14 years ago or so. Yeah. I sent yeah. you cookies. <laughs> you did. Were they weren't they dick-shaped cookies, if I'm not mistaken? Were they peanut? No, they were cookies? long stem like roses. They just included some coupons. <laughs> yes, sure. That's right. Okay. I remember that. I thought and then, and then I gave y'all a ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. And then you came in, if I remember. And then we came in. Came, came down mm -hmm. to the radio. And 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 oh, did she is, give you a cock ring? Did you uh, use no, it? No, no, a ring, like a phone call. Nah, no, oh, we haven't got I, we I, haven't gotten married yet. See, I'm, <laughs> I'm Emily. I'm stuck yeah, yeah, in yeah. a certain groove, just based yeah. on on the industry. Your, you know, the industry. Yeah. yeah, what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, I this apologize. is why M's here. And so M calls me. We we've known each other for a long time. She's like, hey, listen, I've got a bunch of stuff of views. I want to talk to you about what we're doing. So M, M and is the official Dean Blundell <laughs> show partner, Muse Massage Spa, and she's got her own podcast called Muse on the Mic. You're like a digital maven now. M. Hey, I'm trying. It's new, nope. but we're excited. It's been really fun so far. No I'm kind of jealous of what you do all the time. It's interesting. What do you mean? Like <laughs> hang out at home and just go on a live stream and drink coffee all day it's and watch the wiener shit. get smaller? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Run your mouth, get yelled at on Twitter. It's fabulous. <laughs> yeah. We've, that's the thing is that we connect a lot through Twitter. You like our tweets. <laughs> I like your tweets. Uh, you and I have, again, have, have a long history, but take us <laughs> through and Lachlan who just got back from massage, take us through the difference between where he was and what you do at news. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm sure that by the end you would feel very similar to how you're feeling right now, Lachlan, because there's that euphoric relaxation that definitely comes afterwards. Except at Muse, there's a happy ending. It's very erotic. There's lots of sensual, sexy fun. Everyone can go to like 
first, second, third base and uh, call it legal, which is very cool. <laughs> but I think we also fill a bit of a, a, a hole where I know a lot of RMTs and, you know, that medical side of massage therapy often deal with customers that ask for happy endings. And I love when an RMT can refer them to Muse because that means they can have an easier day and we can make the gentleman happy. It's a win-win. <laughs> so, yeah, now, it was funny because when you came to me like 14, 15 years ago when you started music, it's 14 years, right? You're just celebrating mm -hmm. your 14th. Is that correct? Yeah, in June. Do you remember when you came in and I'm like, hang on a second. Is this legal? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that, Do you remember that yeah. conversation? Yeah. <laughs> you had a lot of questions. <laughs> it's, legal, it's legal in Alberta as well. Actually, is it municipalities that, that um, regulate the massage parlor? So it's, it's legal in Toronto. It may not be legal in like Mississauga, but it might be legal in Edmonton, may not be legal in Calgary, that kind of thing. There's, it, it's based on cities, right? Yes. And actually Edmonton is one of the only places in the country that have legal brothels as well. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't oh, know you're that. kidding. Mm -hmm. Well, so uh, can that, I that's where you, that's where you're, that's where you're expanding <laughs> to next. I would say I would. Can, no. can, I, can, I ask, <laughs> can I ask a question, Emily? And this is, ask this is anything. a legit yeah. uh, because I've always, and, and I, I will be honest and I don't want this to seem like this is coming from um, like any other place other than concern for people that do this mm -hmm. on the street. I've always <laughs> sort of maintained that you're not going to get rid of this type of commerce, mm -hmm. right? So why not find a way to regulate it, keep it safe, keep, keep the women safe and, and actually go out of your way to create an environment where people can take advantage of this service if they so choose, as opposed to driving up, you know, on a street corner in the middle of the winter, right. Where this, this individual has been outside all night and, and who knows who she's getting into, you know what I, I, I I'm, I'm very pro what you do, but what is the, what's the other side of that story? Mm -hmm. Do, do, do you get a lot of pushback? I mean, I'm not talking religious. I'm just like pushback from who? Like groups, special interest lobbies, yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff? churches, <laughs> assholes. Prudes. I'm dead serious. I, Emily, I 100% am no, for what you do. And yeah, I think it both, should we be. We both know that sex work is work. We both are huge advocates for women who and men who decide that this is their business. Mm -hmm. This is what they do. They are professionals. And listen, I would not have M on this show if she wasn't A, an educator, and B, one of the most socially and human responsible people I've ever met. So anyway, go ahead, Emma. Answer but that you question. do get pushback, right? And sure. what's the angle that they approach you with if they are concerned about what it is that you're doing and providing? So I, I don't, we don't actually get any direct pushback, like through our front doors as me specifically, but we definitely go through phases um, or kind of like trends through polit politics has trends um, where there might be a focus all of a sudden where it's the target, just like you see, you know, all of a sudden in America, it's like LGBTQ or banning books or whatever the thing is of the day. And sometimes sex yeah. work definitely comes up as the thing. Um, in 2014, the federal Canadian government revisited their um, prostitution laws under the Harper government. And a conservative government 
was trying to criminalize what was decriminalized here. And we ended up with a model called the Nordic model, which is not something that sex workers support, but it is sounds the law so of the sexy, land. isn't it? Isn't it, Em? It sounds so hot. Okay, ladies, we'll give you the Nordic model. The Nordic Does model. She come in it's so with a ridiculous. Big hat, like a like a <laughs> buffalo hat and she's got horns on it. Yeah. Is that anyway, continue. Sorry. There's I'm no okay Vikings involved. Like, it's not it's not a kink, but if she was wearing the hat, I'd let her keep it on. <laughs> Listen, that could be done. <laughs> that could be All done. Right. We'll get there. Don't worry, Locke. But we'll in, get to that in general, what the Nordic model is, is it um, basically allows a worker to work for free, but are freely, legally, without um, any of the other stuff being legal. So we had to actually fight for clauses that would allow, let's say, a worker to hire a driver, or if they're running their own independent business to have an accountant or uh, a booker, someone who answers the phone and handles, you know, your, your clients and your affairs. Um, all of those kind of things push into what I find a very bizarre way of regulating the industry. What would be ideal for sex workers on all levels, whether it's street level all the way up to high end, um, would be decriminalization because legalization means the government is all up in your shit, right? And when it's decriminalized, it's giving people freedom of choice. And I feel like choice is the most important thing to workers in this industry. And in order to be able to provide indoor sex work where outdoor workers could come inside and feel safe, they need autonomy for those kinds of things. And if they don't mm -hmm. have a say-so over their rates, over their safety, over their medical concerns, over screening of clients, hours of operation, all kinds of different factors, um, they end up kind of under the thumb of something else. And what I love about the way our licensing and legalities work here in Toronto is each woman is a independent contractor. So she has her own autonomy to either choose to work or not work. She can work in whatever parlor she wants, and the licensing permits her to do that. Now, as a licensed body rub parlor ourselves, as the company, we expect visits. We get, you know, license checks and bylaw visits and police visits once in a while just to make sure everything's on the up. Um, but I think it's important they do that, too, because there's definitely the other side of the industry. There's, 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 there's room clearly. for abuse on all levels, right? Yeah. So 100% licensing yeah. doesn't eliminate that. Legality doesn't eliminate that. So when something's decriminalized, it allows people and workers especially to establish a a collective of sorts where they mm -hmm. could share, a, you know, an indoor space or they could share a driver if, if it saves money. You know, you could have teams where you're letting people no different than a first date. You're really nervous as a woman. You want to tell your friend where you're going. You can, you can cover for each other that way. You can file your taxes properly. You can have a bank account without it being shut down. You can, you can do all kinds yeah. of more things liberally and freely um, under decriminalization. So when that happened, I somehow got pulled into activism because I'm face forward. It wasn't part of my plan. Uh, but before I knew it, I wrote a paper and submitted it to all the senators that were debating this um, in Congress at the time. And I ended up going to the actual government to speak to these people. And it was fucking terrifying. <laughs> Good for but you, one of the senators, one of the senators picked up my paper and really took a liking to it. And with that, I included um, an entire 
huge file of success stories from past workers who were proving the point that there can be sex work by choice, adult mm -hmm. consenting sex work is legitimate work, um, as well as stories from customers on how this has affected their life, changed their life for the better, helped them through loss or death or medical concerns or all kinds of different companionship issues that every adult goes through at some point in their life. And mm -hmm. so the fact that we were able to convey that to the alt-right and the religious groups and all of the people that were yelling and screaming about what it is that we do, they're just in complete denial that there's such thing as a consenting adult who would choose sex work. And I think it makes them really mad that we find it really fun. <laughs> and hot too, by the it's way, right? Fun. It's hot. Yeah. It's sexy. Yeah. It's financially profitable. It's all the things that, you know, good Catholic girls are not supposed to be. I was raised a good Catholic girl. So <laughs> you took you took a turn, Em. You took a turn, and I like that well, about you. Um, but let me ask you something: What is still criminalized in sex work in Ontario? Let's just deal with that before. I know uh, you probably have different rules in, in Edmonton, but you want decriminalization. What is criminalized in your industry? Like, what are things yeah. that you have to stay away from? So it's actually federal right now that okay. um, technically the customer is the one who could be criminally punished. Now that's different when you're walking into a licensed facility like ours or going to a strip club or something like that. But if you're literally pulling up, you know, on the street or doing some sort of, well, the retired Craigslist exchange, um, a customer could be liable for that kind of thing. And so providing an indoor licensed facility makes it so much safer for the customer to be able to come in and, and legally purchase the service they need. So Muse is one of those, um, and, and by the way, and, and and listen, even though we've been friends for a long time, I have not had the pleasure of going to Muse, but we are going to go there to record some things and hang out. But Muse Emily, is, he is, really is, wants to get his salad tossed. <laughs> uh, he keeps bringing it up on this podcast. I have podcast. some recommendations for you, Dean. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you do. We'll get to those in just a second. I want to know listen, don't be shy, Dean. He, he's not very flexible. He's not going to be able to get into the right yeah. position. So they're going to have to be creative yeah. with how they do it. But <laughs> they have straps and stirrups and stuff. Yeah. Figure we, we won't It'll need be... you to be legs back. It's okay. We'll we'll keep your yeah. dignity a little. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. Listen, if that happens. I don't know if there's a way to keep your dignity yeah, while someone's no... tossing your salad. <laughs> Emily, I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't want to I don't want to taint what you're doing at all. But I'm just saying, <laughs> if a guy's getting his salad tossed, I am pretty sure dignity was the last thing that guy was thinking about yeah. when he when he bent down on his back and put his knees up to his chest. You know, we're doing an educational piece and you just decided to throw salad tossing into the mix for fun, right? Like you were, we're, we're trying to talk about the industry here. We got a brand new partner on the show. Emily, Emily tell me somebody hasn't come in there and go, I just really want to get my salad tossed. And I'll leave. What's that cost? Like seven times a day. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Dean, this is education. This is what it's about. Don't be shy, buddy. Don't be Sometimes shy. I don't want a video of it, but I do want to. I want to hear about how it all went down. I don't want my salad tossed. I got wedgie <laughs> in high school. I'm super averse to anything being in that area, and I just had a colonoscopy. Yeah, What's I don't that remember it. You're saying, yeah, I'm not interested. Something about protesting. God, that doesn't protest too much. It means you dig it. Um, okay. Muse has been around for 14 years. You're down to one location. You sold the other location in Bonn. You and Riley, your partner, who's going to join us at some point, she just can't yeah. take it. Um, you're also renovating at Muse. Mm -hmm. Take us through what Muse is because I want to know about the spa. I want to know about what the services are that you want. I know what the services are. We've had in depth. <laughs> 
there are a lot of people out there that don't know that, mm-hmm. um, that there is a very responsible, very hygienic, very professional way for you to have companionship, live out a fantasy, go there with couples. You can go there on your own. Let's get into it. What is Muse? I love it. Muse is Disneyland. It's the it's the greatest place on earth, first of all. But um, <laughs> we really wanted um, to prevent to present a high end kind of spa hotel type atmosphere. So everything's really modern, really updated, super clean. I mean, even more so since the pandemic, right? I've never cleaned so many light switches and doorknobs and shit in my life. But in in essence, there's there's even laws and and bylaws that regulate our cleanliness things. So. Every girl requires medical tests and background checks before she gets licensed. Every attendant is licensed. The spa is licensed as well. Um, When you come into the facility, we have this gorgeous front lobby, which is actually my favorite part of the whole spa, um, including a retail shop. If you want to get any spicy little toys, we've got those on on stash for you. Um, One of our lovely female. You got plugs? (laughs) Yeah, you do. You got lube. Yeah. You got, of course you got we like do. branded lube. God, I love you. All right, continue. Sorry. We got yeah. edible things. We got bum things. We got all the things. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, good. All right. <laughs> so one of our awesome managers will greet you. All of our managers are women and they're super, super friendly. Um, and they will take you right into the room and uh, put you in one of our beautiful treatment rooms, which includes a bunch of mirrors, a gorgeous massage table, a huge shower that could fit at least seven people all kinds of handhelds and body jets and, and all the things. Um, we've got some cool, funky, like sexual position furniture in, in the rooms as well. Mm-hmm. And um, you're left to take a shower before the session starts. And in terms of what the sessions are, we have so many different options because we like to be creative, but in general, you purchase a, a chunk of time. So whether it's a half an hour, an hour, you want to do two hours, you kind of choose from there. You Three can minutes. do, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's between you and your penis. <laughs> <laughs> but you can go for round two if you're that just, guy. That's fine. That's fine. Eat your Wheaties, take hour. a nap. <laughs> yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah, you can go for round two in the same hour. Right? Continue. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So we also offer duo sessions with two girls. We have a signature session that we invented called the Muse Mixer, which is kind of like speed dating meets a relay race. So it's one hour and every 20 minutes, the girls swap out and a new chick comes in. So that keeps you busy. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Let's look at it. Here's here's Muse. Uh, this is some of the stuff that you offer. You can actually have a look at some of the room. Dude, it's like super classic. This is like the it's most high-end. Absolutely reputable. It is... From the people that I know that frequent your establishment, and I know several, um, <laughs> to, a, to an individual, men and women, by the way, to an individual, mm-hmm. this is it in the country. This is the most high-end, well-run, most reputable organization for uh, these kinds of services in the country. And mm-hmm. and you can have a look at uh, what they do and, and have a look at some of their offerings, and you can see how clean it is, too, right? They got an espresso machine. You go we in. We got a coffee bar. <laughs> they got a oh, coffee awesome. bar lock. Look at that. You can choose an espresso. You can get a big coffee, maybe an Americano. And then, of course, you've got pictures mm-hmm. of the ladies. And then you got this beautiful long hallway. This is very deco. It's quite nice. And then, of course, you've got some of the uh, oh, stir sticks, sugar. And then there's the room. Like you've got that. That's a massive shower. Now, I'm I'm new to the whole idea that there are showers in all these rooms. Correct. Like, do you, <laughs> what is the protocol for a client when they go in? What What happens? 
It's probably for the women more than anything. I don't think right? so. I think it's for the I think it's for the client, if I'm not mistaken. Em, well, I don't you, know. Yes, but it's I'm thinking, a... <laughs> I I mean, if let's say I was given handies out on a regular basis at Muse, right? Yeah. Handies from Locke. I've already got my business name. I'm gonna get some t-shirts made up. As you should. I would want if I'm giving a handy to a dude, I would want him to smell better than he probably mm-hmm. did when he walked in. So okay. the shower is for them, Dean. The shower is for them. Get in there, stinky. The client. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but it's for the girls. The <laughs> girls are going to have a way better time if the guy doesn't stink. It's for them. Why is, is this so confusing for you? Because I don't understand. Dude, this is all new to me. Like, uh, like I, I've just only heard about the showers, and I've only, I don't know who's the person that's taking the shower. Like, like if it was me and if it was my business, I'd be like, that's my shower. I'm going to get in the shower. But I, it, I don't know the protocol. It's actually bylaw. It's actually bylaw that a customer has oh. to shower before anyone gives them a treatment. Right? They did one thing right. I know. I, exactly. That's, that's I common you. sense. I told you it's for the client. It's not for the for the rubber. It's, you, it's a bit of You're both, guys. Listening to me, I'm not telling you that she needs the shower. <laughs> I'm saying she's going to benefit so from the angry. dude showering. Well, it's a law. Is that a law, Em? Is that what you're saying? It's, it's a actually law. it's a, it's a bylaw. It's a bylaw for our licensing. Absolutely. But you're both right. I, w- I always tell guys, the cleaner you are, the more places yeah. she's going to go. But if the session's any good, you both need a shower at the end. <laughs> right? Yeah, you both need a shower at the end. Let's get into some of the programs you have, too, because you've got Muse is incredible. By the way, this is the front page of the website, Muse Massage. Muse Massage Spa.com is where you can go. That's the beautiful Riley, the beautiful Emily. They've got a podcast called Muse on the Mic, which you can get on YouTube, Muse on the Mic. They've got a TikTok channel as well. And very soon you'll be able to access this well, podcast have to exclusively. You well, yeah, you should. Uh, exclusively at crier.co. Crier Media will be hosting this podcast as well. Um, but, and we'll get to the podcast in just a second, but, but take me through the, you know, some of the, some of the things you have at the top here. It's like, choose your muse. I'm not going to press that because we're going to see nudity and get wiped off YouTube. Uh, let, well, there's nudity tr- on the webpage. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a little nudity. Yeah. There's some nipple. Uh, there's some nipples. There's, some, there's yeah. a little nipple. There's no vaginas on the website. No, I looked. <laughs> I love it. I was on the website for a long period of time. Uh, treatments. Now let's go to treatments because you've got a variety of options for treatments. Correct? Like we what do. Is, uh, when someone comes in, they can kind of. It's like a menu. If, if yes. I'm not mistaken, it's yeah. a menu. Absolutely. <laughs> Take me through it. I want to know about the menu. You want to educate people. What happens? I love it. So our standard sessions is probably the first option that comes down that little treatment menu um, are just uh, the most simplistic of sessions that we offer. It includes all of the naked time, essential massage at the beginning, lots of foreplay, happy ending, showers on both ends. Um, and that's just a matter of choosing how much time you want, whether it's half an hour, 45 minutes, they go up to two hours. Listen, if you want five hours, we'll give you a price for it. Um, from there, you can pick some more f- kind of our fancier premium sessions, which include the duos, the Muse Mixer. We have something called the Power Play. That's a 45-minute session that starts off with one girl. And in the last 15, a second one adds in. So it's a duo near the end for the grand finale. How Canadian, right? <laughs> oh, my God. The Power Play did, sounds like it did, fucking hurts is what it sounds how did, like. How do guys do that? Like, yeah. Oh, they're champions. They're champions. Yeah. 
How do you handle blacking out? Because I black out every time I have sex. Like, is there people on hand to deal with that? You might want to talk to your doctor about that. (laughs) Sorry, I'm pretty sure I haven't remembered sex since I was 21. That's worse than a boner for four hours. Definitely go to ER. (laughs) Okay, so you get the power, the power hour, whatever. Power play. We've got um, fetish sessions. If you have any kind of kinks and and freaky things, if you like feet, if you like role play, different outfits, costumes, all kinds of different fetishes, body worship, Mm -hmm. all all kinds of fun things. Um, We have couples services as well, and our couples are some of my favorites. Actually, they are sometimes very green and nervous and curious some of them come from a much more experience they're already kind of in a lifestyle or, or swingers and such and they just want to kind of get back to basics mm-hmm. what's that mm-hmm. <laughs> i followed he, you he on likes, tiktok he likes to show awesome. people awesome yeah, yay he likes to show people his phone like at least twice a show he has reckless on tiktok it's fun i know you do <laughs> You know what I find interesting about this is I I think that you're going a long way to scrub some stigma, right? And Mm -hmm. I I think it's a good thing. Do you realize how much you're doing for society, Emily? I I hope you do because I think all of this is just so good. We have such an unhealthy view of sexuality and – and these types of things. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think, I think, I think we do more harm than good by how we, how we treat it. Right. And, and 100%. yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's all good. I think it's great. The more conversation Thank we can you. have like this with people like you. And I got to say, I think you are the perfect personality to run a place like this. Cause I can't imagine it's easy considering the type the group that you're bringing in to mm-hmm. work with. You just, you have this very approachable personality. I get the sense that the girls probably love you, trust you, and you have probably a perfect personality to deal with, um, you know, the difficulties of running, pe- managing people in well, any business, not well, just this he, business. And th- here's the thing about him, like, uh, yeah. you, you, you know, and it's not something that you were going to share, but after you got doxxed by the Toronto Sun, you might as well share it, is that you've been in this industry for a very long period of time, so you foster Ooh. that environment. And th- how did you get your start in this? How did you start in the industry itself? I actually worked in massage parlors for eight years myself. So I was a worker. Um, and back then there was no muse. There was just some kind of shitty low end options. Um, and I kind of came into it sort of by accident. I was job searching at the time. I was bored with a very successful corporate career. Um, I started my corporate life very young by the time I was, um, 18, I was a general manager for Good Life Fitness, um, overseeing a whole section of of six different clubs. Um, And I was very bored by the grind. And I figured if I'm bored at 19, like what's going to happen when I'm 22? What's going to happen when I'm 25? And so on. And I was looking for something just a little more exciting that I could do part time. And I kept my career in the fitness industry for a while. Uh, And then I decided to go back to school too, because massage was quite profitable. Um, So I went and got myself another degree. And uh, next thing you know, it was eight years. I had done a lot of good things with the money. I didn't purchase some investment property and all kinds of cool things like that. I was with a group of girls that were really great, um, but it was really kind of low end. It was kind of a grimy, icky spa I was working in, if you could call it a spa. It was an apartment over a karaoke bar in Scarborough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You've come a long way. Yeah. 
They had an illegal, they had an illegal um, massage parlor underneath this bar that we used to always play at. And I remember I was in this band and we, and we did gigs there like every couple of months. And, and after about the third gig, I said, something's going on down there. Like, <laughs> like we're in the back and we're like hauling gear and you can see like this did the exchange of people. And I remember thinking to my, I'd said it out loud to, to, I think the bass player. And and he's like, well, you dummy, it's a massage parlor. I'm like, what? <laughs> But that's how they had to exist for a long period of time, right, Em? Like, up until, like, when you were in the game and you were working, there were no real, you know, it was, from my understanding, it was illegal back then, by and large, right? There were still the 25 body rub licenses, um, but none of them were set up to be nice. They were still just as grimy as the kind of under-the-table operations. Um, And those bylaws and those licenses were actually established in the 80s. So they've been around for a long time. Um, but that's part of what makes a grandfathered license so special and so damn hard to get. Um, but a lot of those incognito places are not always so incognito either. There's like mail shops you can go into where they just have a curtained off place in the back. And that's where the mail customers seem to go. And I'm like, come on, lady, you're not fooling me. <laughs> oh, no, dude, it's hilarious. So I live I live in Markham, which is widely known as as you know, at the rub and tug capital of Canada, right? Fact. And the East Beaver Creek area, which is like the industrial business area where all the head offices and all the other stuff, they, every, every two weeks, there was a massive article on like 12 rub and tugs busted. And it's like, Oh my God. But, but there's a difference, right? Because you've got, <laughs> there's a loophole when it comes to holistic versus licensed. And to your point, so many jokes only, that I'm just only... letting go. I just like, I just want to point out that I, ha- I am trying to behave. You are, you're going to, Okay, yeah. job. So uh, there, okay. there are 25 body rub licenses available <laughs> in the city of Toronto, and you have one, but did you not start out as holistic as well? Is that not what happened? We did. In my yeah. career, I only worked holistic, so I kind of was afraid a little bit of the whole body rub world. Um, By the way, my- holistic is like, it, just to give everybody a thing, like yeah, an I idea of what holistic is, it's like yeah. a place that says licensed massage, and it's got like a flower on the thing, and it's like shiatsu. <laughs> Reiki or, or a foot. foot. I've yeah, seen yeah, the yeah. foot. Yeah, and okay. it's got a neon sign that says open till 2 a.m. That's when you know you're not going to be using your insurance there. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Continue, Em. Go ahead. The Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by factcheck.io. Factcheck.io, makers of the world's most comprehensive fact-checking software that have been very busy building some software so that you can fact-check anything that you read. It doesn't matter. If it's got a URL, you'll be able to fact-check it. Alternative sources, origins, whether or not it was an organic or inorganic campaign, whether or not you can trust the people that are putting out the information so that you can give yourself agency over information in the age of disinformation. Again, want to beta test their product? They're going to launch it in the next month or two. Go to factcheck.io today. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K. .io. Back to the show. As always, the Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by our friends at factcheck.io. Factcheck.io. Do you believe? The good people at FactCheck are a quorum of software professionals, psychological professionals, journalists that have been very busy building some software so that you can fact check anything that you read. It doesn't matter if it's got a URL, you'll be able to fact check it. Alternative sources, origins, whether or not it was an organic or inorganic campaign, whether or not you can trust the people that are putting out the information and alternative sources. And there's going to be a weapon button too, where you can turn that information around and put it back out there accurately. 
to combat disinformation. The good people at factcheck.io are right now testing their beta version of their free program. Yes, it will be free for anybody who wants to use it. They want to battle disinformation because it is a problem. Go to factcheck.io today. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. The world's most robust fact-checking disinformation software for news, social media, video, print, anything spoken word. These people are on the tip. And they use some of the finest software technology to be able to give you the advantage when it comes to getting agency back in your life, when it comes to information that you read. Go to factcheck.io today for more information. Sign up for the beta test, F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K dot I-O. They should allow insurance. (laughs) It's the the open till 2 a.m. for me. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) I love it. I love it. But there is, there's a number of holistic parlors in this city. Um, It's definitely a loophole in terms of operational costs um, to skirt under the radar somewhat. Bylaws still very aware that they exist and they do patrol and sometimes shut them down. Um, It just takes a long time and court proceedings, appeals, all the usual stuff. So it has to be worth it for them to do anything about it. Whereas for us, we are as allowed to be what we are as a strip club is allowed to be a strip club, as a bar is allowed to serve liquor, as a casino could be a casino. Um, So that gives us legitimacy in in that regard. And the 25 are all grandfathered. There's no new licenses issued. Um, now I feel a little biased because I worked as a holistic worker, so I I get the whole game, but now as a body rub owner, which we switched to in 2011, no thanks to our competitors. Um, I, I like where we are now and I feel so much more comfortable with it. Um, and I dislike the way that holistics um, operate and, and misuse their licensing because they sure as hell spend a lot less money. I'll say that we pay about 14 something thousand dollars a year for our license. They, they spend 300 bucks. So kind of a difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's an un- so it's someone unfair rips, playing, playing field. Someone rips skin when you go there uh, in a holistic place, you know why that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know why very unhealthy. But the thing, the thing with, I think, the turning a blind eye to it is I think at the end of the day, regardless of where the city councilors sit on their opinions of these businesses, it is a way to keep these women off the street, right? Like, and I think if you can do that and, 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 and give them some place indoors to do this, I think yeah. everyone's benefiting. Right. And that's my, my sense of it. I wish Absolutely. they would go further Right to to maintain totally the safety. decriminalize it. Yeah, some of these uh, some of these holistic places do have a bad rap for how they treat the how they treat the um, the workers. Right. So, so do some of the body rubs, though. I will say there's there's a reason okay. why I genuinely think Muse is one of the safest. Um, Muse is the only female independently female owned uh, parlor. There are definitely some that are fronted by females, some that have the kind of the face of situation, um, but they've got secret backers and silent partners and money funneling in from all kinds of questionable places. Um, yeah. But it's kind of we started the trend of building uh, a glamorous facility, and it used to be that it, the nicer it was, the safer the worker probably was and now some of the shitty people build nice spots and it's not necessarily that the girls are treated well in fact some of the some of the not my taste but nicer ones um are actually some of the places where i worry about the girls the most Mm. which is upsetting really 
Ah, damn. That is, that, is that a concern in that industry still? Obviously, you know, I think it's different, right? Because you've got itemized people, very objectified industry. You've got people that literally think they're there just to get their rocks off. They're like socks, right? So, but yeah. you have like, and they don't look at it like you look at it or I look at it. Like it's a services related business. You're there to give companionship. You're there to, you know, make a fantasy come true. But what is the, what is that industry like like what is the competition like in that industry if like those licenses are worth what they worth it's got to be cutthroat it's so cutthroat and this is where i think the podcast comes in because we've been sitting on some of these stories for so long because people have done some terrible things to us to try to run us out of business to try to start like us stop us right from when we started um one one of my favorite stories is from early early when we first opened um we 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 were so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and completely naive the first day, thinking it was going to be ram-packed. We were both dressed like whores. It was weird. <laughs> but we thought it was going to be all the things. And like any business, it took a while to build steady clientele. But we ended up learning, I want to say about two some odd months in, that um, a collection of our, a particular collection of our competitors had a, um, a bet going uh, with a calendar and everything on how many days until we would flop and shut down thinking that we mm. weren't going to succeed. Um, and there was, there was real money and real wagers on, on this lovely fucking calendar. <laughs> wow. But it just That's started insane. from there. People called law enforcement on us. People called the tax man on us. People called the Better Business Bureau on us. They called health inspectors and labor boards and you name it. They called every governing authority possible to try and mess with us, which included the newspaper that ended up, um, what actually pushed us to change from holistic to a body rub. Um, they sent private investigators after us and submitted packages to licensing, um, sent the Toronto sun to a tribunal hearing where we were going to get the license. Um, then outed our us to our families, put my face all over the internet. Like they, there's there's so much shit that they've done. Up until this day, they still do it. People have hacked our our website, our emails. They send in poachers and moles and like you name it. it it's got to be on Netflix one day. That's all I'm gonna say. Like like <laughs> almost like they're gonna run out of guys to yank and rub. Like it, that is the most fucking amazing thing to me. It's like. There are there are industries that are impervious to recessions. The sex trade is one of them. There's a lot of business out there for you, to your point. And I remember when you got docs because it was in the Toronto Sun. You had skeevy reporters. This is Riley uh, from your podcast at Muse on the yep. Mic. You can go and check it out anywhere you get your fine podcast. Literally, lock. I remember when they got outed because I'm like, oh, I know those people. They came to the <laughs> radio station. <laughs> Just started this rubbing and 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 they got doxxed by newspaper people. They literally like the Toronto Sun because it's like super right leaning, and they're like they cater to the evangelical weirdos yeah. who are like, we're afraid of our penises, we're afraid yeah. of boobs. Like they 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 came after you as a as a media outlet, did they not? Oh yeah, they absolutely did. Um, and it included sending um some overt reporters, some secret reporters we didn't know were following or investigating on things, um, calling friends and family for interviews and comments and shit like that. There was mm. there was payoffs. There was like you name it. I was like, if y'all spent half this time and money on your own fucking business, you would have beat us at our own game anyway. But you, you were so distracted is, chasing us you around probably, in circles. 
you probably got more advertising out of that. 100%. What was yeah. business like the day after you both got doxxed with that news article in the Toronto Sun? By the way, there was no internet back then. Uh, well, there was. There was no social media. <laughs> what was business like? Was it fucking awesome? Um, business was booming, but I couldn't yeah. <laughs> get Riley out of bed because she was in hiding. <laughs> Seriously, like these guys, when they wrote that article, they outed her and you to your families, correct? Um, yes, to to our families, to our friends, to strangers, wow. to everybody. Um, coming up on a on an episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about even when they harassed my family at their places of work. The wow! Sun? Not just the Sun, the competitors too. Everybody wow. was in on it. Yeah, it was it was a coalition. <laughs> Come Let's on, talk about collusion. It was collusion. It, there was fake news. There was all the shit. It was crazy. It was crazy time. Holy shit. Yeah. I didn't even and know that. And they still mess with us this, to this day. Do they really? This podcast is going to yeah. be awesome. Oh, dude, it's <laughs> awesome. And they've got a Patreon too, Muse on the Mic on Patreon, where they're like, the YouTube channel is incredible, where they'll be talking about like, you know, this kind of shit. But they get <laughs> into the nitty gritty in their Patreon portion of their podcast. So there's a little portion they'll put on YouTube for shorts. Muse mm -hmm. on the Mic. It is incredible. Patreon is where you can find it. Um, is it is it weird now to like look back fourteen years and go because because you it, it obviously you know the industry is itself like we're talking about it because I find it fantastic and I'm, <laughs> we're big supporters and advocates of sex workers and we're big supporters and advocates of normalizing sex like I I think everybody yes, should for sure has but, to but yeah you have to I mean especially King but do you have like you look back on it now and did you, if, if you could do this again, would you? Ooh, I would now, if you had asked me back when that should happen, I would have said yeah. no, because it was okay. very scary. It was very scary. Um, both Riley and I come from relatively conservative, um, somewhat Christian religious families. My, my mother is a Catholic school principal. Her mom works in education. <laughs> like we, we came from good, wholesome people and, I would have preferred that we were able to tell them on our own time in our own way. I hate that it happened the way it did. Um, I hate how scary and unsafe it made us. Like I had to move, my house got broken into, like all kinds what? of shit happened from it. Oh yeah. It, it wasn't, doxing wasn't even a word back then. And there was no law against it back then. I, I took those packages that were sent to my family and I went right to the cop station. They're still wrapped in plastic to this day. And cops looked at me like, what the fuck is that? I don't care about the internet. Like they, they really didn't give a shit about any of it, nor do they really care about sex workers. Um, and so to them, it was a nothing burger. But nowadays you talk about doxing and everybody knows how scary that is. It, it's a terrifying thing. It's terrifying totally. to be squatted. It's terrifying. Like all those kinds of things were happening back then. They just didn't really have a name for it. I mean, the amount of fake news out about us that you could find if you dig into the archives of the internet and for sure some dark web page I've never seen before and don't want to, it's it's all there. People have been pretty damn nasty to us, but it's only because we were doing what they do better. One of my I first radio gigs, Emily, I, yeah. um, <laughs> I had a listener knock at my door. It was like six. We, I think we were having dinner. So like at home, your door? seven o'clock at night they had forgot to pick up tickets at the radio station for a show that was happening that night and they came to my door and i was like how did you wouldn't to this day i never found out how he found out where i lived but yeah that was odd 
terrifying. I, I love how That's you're trying scary. to relate back to a guy coming to your house for tickets to being doxxed as a sex worker. That's it, the best. Did, that did, might I be, might be one of the too. worst, worst <laughs> efforts I just to relate that memory. I've ever listened to Sorry, Emily. <laughs> one time I had a come to my house for tickets. Uh. I had some trick-or-treaters oh, yesterday. You, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you would These be crazy kids I can't imagine wild costumes were like ding dong <laughs> during the pandemic like you remember when the convoy started like I've, i you know you want to talk scary how about when five police officers come from tps with an email saying hey did you threaten to murder everybody at city hall and from a pay from some account you haven't heard this story, Emily. oh yeah 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 and i'm like no He's like, there, we have 24 legitimate death threats against you. We're going to sit outside your house for a couple of weeks, if that's okay. So oh, listen, my word. I'm very familiar with that. You get Unfortunately, it. though, mm -hmm. Lachlan had a listener come to his house to collect. It was very disconcerting. <laughs> it, was, it was for a show at the generator. I think it was Junkhouse was in town, which they, makes yeah. it worse because <laughs> you can miss Junkhouse and still live a very happy <laughs> life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, he really wanted to go. And I love Tom. I love. Don't. I'm not disparaging Junkhouse, but <laughs> smelliest individual I've ever sat next to, Tom from Junkhouse. That guy smelled like a garbage can. I am not kidding you. I interviewed. He needs our showers. <laughs> oh, he needs more than a shower. Um, can we get into kink real quick before we let you go? Can I get into kink? Is there? Because I know you do a bunch of stuff. Now, now here's the thing. Emily from Muse, the official sensual massage spa of Dean Blundell Show and Cryer Media. 1290 Finch Avenue West in the beautiful city of Toronto. If you go to Muse Massage Spa, you can get it. I know you've got a roster of people you that are that familiar. off pretty clean. Not bad. I, well, it's just official partner. This is business, dude. We don't fuck around. Um, so I know that you cater to people when they come in. Like you said, you have guys that come in to Lachlan's Point because this is what he really wants. Thou doth project too much. That'll go, hey, I just want someone to toss my salad and I'll beat it. Are there any kinks where someone has come in and gone, I want to do this, where you're like, you know what? Time out. I need to fucking Google that first. I don't even yeah. know what that is. Yeah. Can you draw me a picture? Yeah. <laughs> if I give you some Play-Doh, can you can you put together an idea of what that can looks like? Can you make like? this work with stickmen? Listen, I, I've I've doodled before. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely had to draw something out for someone to be like, like this. Is this what you mean? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you know what? It takes a lot to shock me, but I don't I don't want to say that too too much because as soon as you think you've seen it all, somebody shows up at your damn door and you're like, wait, yeah. what? So um there's definitely some research involved every once in a while because you always want to be safe and effective. You want to deliver the service properly without hurting anybody. Um, but not all kink is hurtful or potentially hurtful either. Um, it's more about me training my staff. I find that I have so much experience in education um, from learning these things. I'm also a sexologist, so I teach um, and I educate all over the place. So the fact that I'm able to kind of guide them through some of these fetishes the only things that we can't really do is anything that requires like big dungeon type furniture. I, I don't have a cage. We could, we could pretend we can tie you up and lock you in a room, but I can't put you in a cage. I can't pierce something and hang you from the ceiling. Um, I prefer <laughs> nothing draws blood. Have you been asked for the piercing through the chest and hang me from this? You have? 100%. We don't have an electric chair, but we can zap your balls if you need it. Wow. <laughs> It just depends. If do we you have a, work, do you have a big bucket of no, peanut no, no, no. butter in the back? Dean, no, no, you're killing me right now. 
Let her keep going. I want to know more. Continue. I want. I want. I love how that took you out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I did. You shock someone's balls. I'm like, now I want to know if you've got a whole drawer full of ball shockers. But continue. Go ahead. I mean, we do. We do have a few little, a few little electro stim situations for sure. Um, You know what? Most of them aren't too like on the scarier side like that like most uh, even people that want a little bit of like pain and and pain tolerance type stuff um i've also learned that some people like cattle broad (laughs) oh i i wouldn't want anyone to do that at the spa i I don't think our insurance would cover that one you just made me do an oh maybe not time out (laughs) yeah you know how hard that is to make emily from use go "Mm, i'm not doing that one yeah (laughs) because normally i'm like hmm how could we make that work um there's definitely some times where it's it's a surprise People with fetishes aren't always very open about wanting to communicate about it. And so sometimes customers like to spring things on you every once in a while. Um, in I will the never room, forget. you mean? In the yes. room. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh shower. Go ahead. I'll never forget. Continue. Don't stop. Continue. Okay. Um, we used to have a client that would come in in some of the most expensive suits I've ever seen in real, in real life. Um, and would not tell the girl ahead of time. I knew cause I got to know him, but once he would have his shower and she would go to walk into the room to start the session, he was in full women's lingerie with the garters and the stockings. And he would fill up garbage bags with water to make little balloons for his boobs and wouldn't tell anyone about this ahead of time. So she would walk in and go, oh, okay, (laughs) that's what we're doing today. And it would end up a whole role play talking about his amazing boob job. And that was kind of the gist of it. So harmless fun. But the the shock would be like, why wouldn't you tell someone ahead of time? Like, hey, I like to role play this or look what I'm wearing or (laughs) no. No notice, no nothing. Just surprise. I understand keeping that under wraps. Yeah, I do too. I wouldn't want anybody to know I that mean, either. He had, he had impeccable taste. The lingerie was just as expensive. It was La Perla Great. everything. Yeah. And lacy and very. he liked pink. And it was just, and after he was done, he would not want to talk about it. There was no acknowledgement. The boob job would go in the garbage. <laughs> the lingerie <laughs> would often be gifted. And he'd want to talk about football. And I found that hilarious. And as soon as like the, the, the happy ending happened, yeah, he was like, it, it how about that game on Sunday? Times. Doug Ford. Is that who that is? Is that who you're no. talking about? The premier of Ontario no. is it Doug Ford? He's not that guy. <laughs> okay. Here's a question. Here's another question I have for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're ready to answer this. This is fascinating. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Do you see anybody that has taken an issue with you publicly, whether it be in the news, whether it be in politics, mm-hmm. have any clients who are like, that should be shut down. Or anybody who's doxed you, someone from the Sun, someone from the Conservative Party, someone from a religious group that thinks that what you do is untoward. Do you have any of those clients come in? Yes. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Hypocrisy at its finest. I'm I know, like how many people do you see that walk in where you're like, man, if I didn't want their money, I would kick them out for who they you are. You know what? Once I got into the political side of things, after that whole uh, situation we're going to speak to to um, the House of Commons, um, I was really taken aback at how many people vote conservative that partake in, in sex work. And I guess I shouldn't be surprised. I, I understand no. my na- naivete there and my you know fuzziness on the industry, but um, I was really surprised and quite perturbed at how many people 
voted against our well-being or voted against what we stand for or even our right to, to operate, to exist, um, even as women. I mean, the further right you get, the less say so I would get, right? So um, it's it's conflicting and I still have to be just as professional and just as lovely to people that I know, you know, would, would vote MAGA if they could. Um, but aren't they the first ones getting abortions? And aren't they the first ones with seven mistresses? And aren't they the first ones paying off porn stars? Yep. Yep. That's yeah. why I asked. I mean, the hypocrisy in that. be able to do it, what you do without <laughs> saying I something. I know that would be the most triggering part for I'd me. I'd be wouldn't dumping be their names a guy right would now. Be like watching some guy come in that was in the news going, I voted against this. And he's like, he's a church guy. And he's always in the newspaper yeah. being vote for me because like, uh, I got I I represent family values and they stroll in with a rock hard bone stroll in and they're this guy tosses my salad which guy yeah. which guy this guy the head oh. pushers yeah oh, yeah one of those guys yeah Did they're they? bossy yeah. they want all the attention for themselves they think yeah. they're king shit yeah all the things and then it's like complete like ugh when they're done they can go back to their conservative little life. And I like, that's fine, whatever. But it, it irks me. I have to bite my tongue on Twitter so fucking often. Because <laughs> mm. I well, see that we're can, yeah. can we just play a little game, Emily? Let's just sure. post some pictures of some some bigger names in Toronto area in the she media. No. And we I you don't vote. have to say anything. We just want to look at your face when we post the pictures. <laughs> no, we can't. Dude, privacy is like one of the most important things. I fucking That's the rule of Fight Club here. Very private, being very private. We're just judging I can say by her responses. We got, we got a lot of actors during TIFF week. We get lots of sports people when playoffs are happening. We have certain sports teams that automatically have VIP packages and corporate packages. Um, we have companies that are definitely donators to alt-right stuff that have corporate accounts with us where all of their staff members get discounts because they're so regular uh, we 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 have all kinds of people politicians yeah, and religious leaders those. and Just all of it go. Do, you get, do you ever get Just a reverend coming in there like a priest coming in there with the frock and stuff or do they take it off before they come in for a quick one they take it off yeah yeah, dude, yeah. I'm you. yeah, yeah. Dude, this is what I like when when M called me and she's like, "Hey, can we talk about doing some stuff together?" I'm like, "Absolutely." The <laughs> only thing I had in my mind was content. Oh my god, this is fascinating, dude! This is fascinating. It's fascinating. It is it's because it's, it's not because of what happens. It's because of the culture of what happens, mm -hmm. the hypocrisy of the people who have a problem with what this beautiful young lady does, and the people in that industry just trying to provide for their families, legitimately offering a safe haven for people to come and work, experience a safe sexual experience, also mm -hmm. have their balls zapped by a mini electrocutor. Like that's <laughs> that's what I love about the content and and this partnership with Muse Massage Spa is like. Hey, listen, and I said this to you. You're like, hey, we got a podcast. And we talked about doing a podcast about a year or two ago. Did we not? I think mm -hmm. we did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we talked about it. And then all of a sudden, she's like, I'm ready to go. I got a podcast. And I watched every single podcast, every single one. I'm like, dude, this is like unbelievable. If you go to her Patreon, Muse on the Mic Patreon, and you can subscribe, you get all the juice. Like, that's yeah. the thing. We can kind of fart around here and have a good time and allude to different things. <laughs> but her and Riley go for broke in their podcast without giving Love up it. anybody's name yeah it's incredible. yes yes m thank you it was so You're good welcome. to see you yeah 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 it's awesome to do this partnership with you i want to remind I'm so everybody excited. 
Yeah, we are. We're too. so glad to be here. The official sensual massage partner of the Dean Blundell show. Uh, will we have a corporate account? Will we offer deals? Will we give people an opportunity to experience the muse experience? Absolutely. Yes! It is about you. It is about sending people to see the only person I trust in that industry, M, and her beautiful partner, Riley. Uh, 1290 Finch Avenue West is where you can go to get some experiences that you normally can't get in the real world. And you absolutely will be a totally confidential thing. So you don't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is incredibly safe. And these women are the professionals, professionals. They're not just educators. They make you feel great about the experience. Couples, singles, men, women. If you want to become a muse, you can do that. Lachlan's mm -hmm. probably going to ask you if he can do that later as well. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, go to the website, musemassagespa.com. Check them out there. You can follow. Where are you on Twitter, Em? Give me your Twitter handle real quick. And what's in that coffee cup? First of all, some vino. It's a Pinot Grigio at the moment, actually. <laughs> that is so awesome. 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 Oh, I love it. You, you threw me off with the wine. Oh, my Twitter. Um, you know what? Our, our business account got banned like when Elon took over. So I use Which my is personal weird because account. all I see on Twitter now is hardcore porn. So it's amazing Literally. that you can't have a Twitter account. What's your personal If anyone has a link at Twitter, get me my damn account back. Um, you can find me at, at Miss underscore Emily underscore Muse. And that's now the company account. M. Great to see you. Uh, we're going to have you back on a somewhat, somewhat regular basis, whether it be biweekly, whether it be monthly. I am so grateful that you're here today. I want everybody to get to know this woman, and we're going to get to know her. Don't forget her podcast, Muse on the Mic, YouTube. You can check her out on Twitter as well. Uh, and you can check Emily out, Emily Muse. If you pump that into Twitter in the search bar, you're going to be able to find her. There's a couple underscores in there. Don't worry about it. She's an awesome follow. <laughs> and uh, listen, if you're looking for work, if you're looking to learn more about the industry, musemassagespa.com, yes. and there's more coming, including yeah. Bingo Nightlock. If you want to go there, be huge. They got oh, a bingo I night coming. I love bingo. All right, look at this. <laughs> look at this. They got bingo. We got uh, bingo. Yeah, we got everything before we let you go. Em. <laughs> what is it? So each each we we have a, a bingo number each day, and each day you come into the spot. If it's on your card, you get a stamp, and the prizes just get bigger the the more stamps you get. Uh, look at that! It's so fun. Uh, <laughs> no kidding, they've got a like a they've got a Muse That's Plus amazing. membership, subscription membership. We'll get into all of that as we get to know Emily and her beautiful business. Em, great to see you. Thanks so much for stopping by. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Great to see you. We'll talk to you soon. Take Emily, care, em. Muse, Massage, you know, Spa. The, the cool thing about that is she's keeping people safe too, right? Like I, oh. I think, and I get the sense, and I know her story a little bit based on um, having uh, had the con this a similar conversation when we had her on last year, I think. But um, her motive to get into it was to actually keep people safe, right? So Totally. It, well, her experience in those skeevy yeah. places like, you know, 15, 20 years ago really defined what she wanted to offer for women, which is a safe environment, great place yeah. for customers to come and enjoy themselves. Nothing too out of the ordinary. And, and she's an educator. You're right. She's a sexologist as well. She goes and does yeah. symposiums. She does couples clinics. She does all that stuff. So check her out. She's awesome. Um, a quick break. We were talking about politics in there. I got to tell you something. Like, my mind has changed. I used to be all dirgy about politics. You know, I was like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about American politics, Canadian politics. I don't want to talk about conservatives. Don't You're very standoffish about politics as a whole. Don't like it. I think I'm into it now. 
Why? I really am. Like, what's like? I'll explain. This is a this is a I rather significant I've, change. It's a big change. I think we're going to start having politicians on the show. I think we're going to start talking to them about things, not real things, because of a couple of things I've seen over the past couple of days. And I want to start with something that is driving every hillbilly insane today. Did you see what Justin Trudeau did for Halloween? Your prime minister. He's your prime minister, by the way. No. Yeah, I you did didn't see not, what he did? I did not see this. He got dressed up as a convoy trucker. I don't know why. I want to give him some... <laughs> you see that picture? That I have to go to the bathroom. I'm sorry. I... Do you see this picture of one of the most vilified divisional political leaders in the history of this country, Justin Trudeau? If you see this picture of him dressed as a convoy trucker after the battle that we've had in this country, after the hot potato of vaccines and vaccine mandates, and after three to 5,000 unemployed degenerates decided to get in their uh, Chevy Sprints and pretend they were truckers in the city of Ottawa for three weeks. He didn't, <laughs> he waited until Halloween to troll not just the movement, but the political party, the conservatives, his opponents that, that absolutely supported the movement, helped organize the movement. And he decided <laughs> to get dressed up as a convoy trucker. Fake trucker, I may add. There were no real truckers in there. The real truckers were working, making double time, sometimes triple time. If you ask a trucker, they'll tell you that. He decided to troll anybody. I'm so sorry about that. Dude, I'm glad you peed. He trolled anybody and everybody who, A, <sighs> went to the convoy, B, hates him, or C, lives in Western Canada, with one of the greatest low-key Halloween costumes I've ever seen. You when you started me. making me laugh, I just about peed my pants, so I had to go to the bathroom. I'm sorry. Dude, it's okay. You can't tell me. <sighs> That's I know you don't like him. That is brilliant. fucking... That, and as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, I'm all in. I, I, I like politics in Canada now. I know I'm not interested in like the dirge and the rhetoric, but... I mean, as far as content That's, goes and blowing up your enemy with a little smile and a Mac tack dinner jacket. How do we know? How do we know best. he was the like dressing up as a does it say it? Look at him. Yes, dude. Everybody did the Canadian border. Oh, my God. Trudeau wins a trucker. Ha, 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 ha. And it's amazing how mad people like I'm starting to like him. This picture actually was like a turning point for me because I can't stand the guy. And I'm like, he's done a decent job shutting up over the past year. He's kind of forged ahead with the business of Canada while Pierre Polyev has been eating his lunch, and he has way ahead in the polls. And he said something a couple of weeks ago where he's like, eh, two years left. I'm sure we'll figure it out. Not only is he figuring out, these kinds of things are the opening salvo for anybody that hates the guy to say, here it comes. I'm going to spend the next two years absolutely sewering the people who want me I, out I of think office. It's, I think it's amazing. I 
dude, and that wasn't. I that, couldn't. I could not figure out what your what your change of heart was. That makes sense. That's brilliant. Like seriously, do you not like it's, him just a little bit more? No, but I I will give him credit. I will give him honestly. That that's unbelievable. Good for him. What and I'm I, I'm not saying job. that lightly. That's that is that is so awesome. That you know what? That's probably the most sincere, real thing that he's done since he's been in office. Totally. Without question. I I I'm not even kidding. I'm not saying that lightly. I don't think an ounce of truth or anything remotely him has come out of his mouth in the last since since he's been our leader if he owns i don't trust anything he says i don't trust anything any politician says this is a pure entertainment for me this is pure entertainment and and like he he has not oh no what put that up what k face that's he should have been wearing a fuck trudeau cape (laughs) okay flag as a cape i fucking love it he he's gonna you know what he's gonna do right you know what you know what trudeau and the liberal party are gonna do they're gonna ride the convoy dorks they're gonna ride bitcoin they already started they're gonna ride the alt-right shit that we've seen because you haven't been able to connect it and i've been waiting for it it started to happen this week too like it's not just the slow low-key mocking troll job of every single person who hates him that was trying to camp out in ottawa Check out this little Bitcoin ad the Liberal Party put out, too. This is fucking devastating. It's Pierre Polyev, the dude that's leading in the polls, who refuses to get a security background check. By the way, he cannot get top secret clearance at all because he won't sit for it. This is when Pierre Polyev, about a year and a half ago. Is that true? Why why are you the only one I've ever heard say that out loud? What is that? Everybody says it. Dude, Katie Telford said it. The Privy Council said it. He said, so what it, does it mean? What like means he, he is not cleared for NSACOP top secret clearance, which is the national security. Apparatus. Is he just being a dick and just nope. saying no to something? Nope. You think he's hiding something? Oh, I know he's hiding something because I talk to enough people who tell me these things. And like, I've what would you be hiding? Approved. Like, give me an example Great of something question. that wouldn't well, get you so, security so let, clearance. Let's just back up. So Pierre Polyev has not had his NSACOP security clearance. So last week, there was a big war update, top secret war update for Canadian politicians and parliamentarians, members about of you, our national security Ukraine, apparatus yeah. about Israel, Gaza and Ukraine and the Canadian interests and efforts that are going into that. And only a very few people are allowed to be there. Right. But you have to swear an oath to NSACOP to keep that information that you hear top secret. Number one. Number two, you have to pass, submit to and pass a national security background check, which he has not done now. He is not cleared for that information, and you have to be, and you have to submit to a national security background check anytime you get a different job in the government, or if your status changes. Now, so his status he has changed for- significantly. He's still not going to be able to get to get top secret clearance for that information. Well, then if how he can wins. he, if, if this is a requirement of the job, how, how does he get the job? That's a great question for someone other than me, like him, because I don't think he can. And so that's he, fascinating. Even if he so runs for... So here's what happened. He got married to a woman from Venezuela who's from a questionable, very, very questionable family. He has some significant ties to Stephen Harper, obviously, in the IDU. 
He's got significant ties to the people who arranged and organized the convoy, and he refuses to sit, refuses to sit. Anyway, that's a whole other issue. Yeah, I just just every time you bring it up, I'm always like, what is this? Like what? Because he does do these things. He pushes back against these so-called, you know. Things that he's supposed to it's it's the Trump playbook. I'm Danielle Smith's doing the same thing. It's all just about creating conflict in every step of every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to me, we, we look down at what's going on in the States and we're like, that's disgusting. Like Donald Trump's on the stand today, right? He just got pinned with another $168 million figure for him fucking over banks. His son's on the stand today, blowing it. He just got like, he's going to get a, he's going to jail. He's going to go to jail. And he's like, a lot a, more people are saying that. I still, oh yeah, dude, it. he is going to fucking jail because of the anger that he fomented and the bullshit and the lies. And Pierre Polyev is directly tied to Mega Nation. He is, they know each other. The IDU and Stephen Harper help him. Mike Roman, the dude that just got indicted with Trump, was Andrew Shear's fucking campaign manager four, four or five yeah. years ago. Like, it's legit. I didn't know about that connection. So, anyway, I, I'm just curious if there's something specific you don't think that Pierre Polyev has been like clear. I know for, like, what he's hiding, and I can't say it here. Does you never. Told. And I've alluded to it here already, but he is refusing to sit because that information comes out. Refuses to. Anyway, I want to huh. get to what your point is, because all you have Why to do is Why don't you just tell, tell me off tell the show off and then I'll slip up and say it on the podcast one day. Because <laughs> well, I, I know that'll happen. That's why I don't tell you things. But to your point, you want to connect the way that Canadian and this is why I'm into politics now. You want to connect the way because I love this shit. Finally, we're connecting what's going on in Canada to that incredibly dangerous fascist MAGA movement in the States. Yeah. And it comes from Pierre Polyev's own mouth. And this is all they're going to do. They're going to hang his own mouth on him for the next two years. I want you to watch this very carefully. It's from the Apple video. The Liberal Party put this out. I happen to fucking think it's brilliant. Watch this. Should Canadians trust you with their vote given, you know, not not just the sort of ideological inclination in terms of taking the page of Donald Trump's book, but what are you also... talking about? What page? What page? Can you give okay. me a page? Give me the page. Fake news. Fake news. The left wing censorship regime. Their woke censorship ideology. Have turned our once great cities into cesspools of bloodshed and crime. Has unleashed a crime wave like we have never seen. We have to stop with political correctness. Woke political correctness. Defeating the radical left. Radical leftist authoritarian agenda. We want those great Canadian truckers to know that... We are with them all the way. I'm proud of the truckers, and I stand with them. Your organization You are attacking our news organization. Your organization Can you give us a chance to ask We have basically a liberal heckler who snuck in here today. What page? Can you give me a page? Give me the page. That'd be the page. I mean, seriously. Again, brilliant, right? Not the only thing I will say, I loved I was laughing all the way through. I will say this, and this needs to be said out loud on this podcast today. Everybody listening to this, if you are leaning that way, liberal, and 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 you're praying that PP isn't going to get in, I think you better settle in for some serious disappointment. I Trudeau's done way too I think much damage. Might. Yeah, I think he might. I, and I'm I, looking forward to it because that's the best content in the world, and I've got more. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm I'm wrapping my head around it because I um I'm not liberal. 
I, I have liberal tendencies. I'm in the middle. I'm unrepresented. I'm going to find it very difficult to vote Justin Trudeau in this next election. I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do. Probably going to look just because of options. his Halloween outfit. That's that dude. That's going to get him about a million votes. That's and I'm terrified. I'll be honest with you. I'm terrified by the prospect of a PP government and the type of changes that they would make to set us back years and years. Um, so I, there's no good options for me. But I think this needs to be said out loud. And and I, and again, I'm doing this a lot on the locker room as well. Justin is going to lose. I'm sorry. People are done with him. And cool. we don't, don't vote care. people in. We vote people out. And right. I and I know you don't, don't care, care. And I don't care. But there are people out there that right now that are screaming. Yeah, but their- they don't. They're that, that most of those people aren't that smart. And I really do believe that on both sides. Like it doesn't. We the apparatuses, the institutions in this country. It really doesn't matter who the prime minister is. Like they'll do some dumb shit. Trudeau's done dumb shit. Harper did dumb shit. Some of the shit they do is good. To a point. You're Generally right. speaking, it doesn't even really fucking matter who is. And when I worry about our position in, in the re- in the rest of the world, though. We're we're considered Whatever. a bit of a joke right now because of Justin. And, and yeah, and you can, well, you we are, are out there. Yeah, we, like, out there. That's the narrative. Out here, he's he's kind of considered a bit of a fucking warrior. Like he is. But to that point, I'm excited for shit like that video, those costumes for the next two years. Like we're in the content game. How can you not? Uh, you're love you're not wrong. And the one thing is, if they are going to save themselves, they need to start playing dirty, right? Well, they are. Right. To and, your and point, that's, that's they're taking that's his own the only. The only path. When, do you remember when PP was like, you know, what you want to do to fight inflation? Put all your money in Bitcoin. Do you remember that? Yeah. You remember that? They they did it again with his own words and his own people from his own party saying the same things. Guy's fucking insane. Watch this. Protected your family business against inflation with a very clever financial decision that you made. We'll come back to in a moment. It involves uh, Bitcoin. He also encouraged people to cash in their fiat currency, their paper money, and buy quit Bitcoin. If they had done that, they would have lost $37,000. I disagree with Mr. Polyev's approach that you can opt out of inflation with cryptocurrency. Um, magic internet money fluctuates vastly, uh, 30% or more in one day. Anyone following his advice that we saw on YouTube would have lost 20% of their earnings. I mean, this is lunacy. Come on, guys, we get it. We bought the shawarma with Bitcoin. We bought the shawarma with Bitcoin. I got a new idea when it comes to covering this stuff. Uh, that's Dude, a liberal ad? Is that a liberal? Yeah. Where yeah. Did, is that a liberal running? party of Canada. Yeah, it's all that's, over social media. It's all online. That's it's awesome. All, it's every YouTube channel. Every time you open Dean, up that's YouTube, amazing. Isn't it fucking awesome? <laughs> Who did they hire? Like, they must have hired somebody with a good sense of humor. I don't know. I don't you know. You don't I, get that kind of... You don't get that... Like, that... You... They hired. I gotta find out. Who's I feel like they hired stuff. us. I feel like they hired me because I'm yeah. I'm watching those. Like, and on whole, here's the thing, is that we took that video, and I will take credit for it. We took that original video, and made it go viral. It had like five or six million views. Like it was fucking enormous, right? And and then we started talking about Mosscrops talking about it, Fawcett's talking about. It. They're like, this is uh, just take his words. Like, clearly you can show that he's lying, but if you take his words and you juxtapose his own words with what he just said, like, it's super easy. Dude, we had a conversation. 
that now and I'm going to myself, oh my God, we get two years of some of the greatest hypocrisy politics I have ever seen in my life. And I can't fucking. I'm excited now. If this is how the liberals are going to play the game, I'm very excited. We got to find out who they hired. I I swear to God, it's, there's a story behind who's writing this stuff because it's, it's awesome. It's, it's brilliant. You know what they're doing is they're just stealing from us. Because I love this shit. This is the kind of stuff we put out all the time. And now I'm, they're like, let's just the do what thing, the team does. The thing that I don't understand is, like, I'm I'm obsessed right now with what's happening in Alberta. And I, I know you don't give two flying shits, so I haven't been bringing it up with you. But Danielle Smith is running these ads right now. And it's tell the, tell the, what is it? Tell the liberals, tell. Dude. To, do we get fence. we get Alberta we get Alberta energy ads out here. We get so like she spent you have $10 no idea. You we, have we no were idea, approached, dude. We were approached by an agency saying, "Will you run these ads on behalf of the province of Alberta uh, about why the the they sh- people in Ontario should email?" Are you kidding? They offered no, should email the federal government and tell them to butt out of Alberta's energy. Like we got an offer from an agency to do that, and I'm like. Tell the no. feds. It's tell the feds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was tell the, the feds. tell the feds program. Okay, yeah. but Dean, you don't understand. Every second commercial break on our radio station has one. She has done a buy on every radio station in Alberta, and apparently outside of Alberta as well. There's fucking billboards. There's TV commercials. They are, sp- and it is blatant hypocrisy. Like it, it is. Like, and I saw the thing on Twitter. I saw the, the ad on Twitter. And then I was like, oh, I got to check out the comments. There's 14,000 comments telling her and her government that they have their head up their ass. And they're still running them. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, it's the politics has changed to the yeah, point yeah. where, like, she knows her audience. She doesn't care what anybody else thinks. This is Trump. This is Trump playbook. They totally don't give a flying fuck, and they're spending millions of dollars to keep the ads going. Ten million. The your government gave us ten million of your dollars for that ad. Ten million. Ten million dollars of your dollars are are in Ontario being spent on to try media to convince the population. That Alberta's got that, it bad. Th- that the federal government regulates their electricity bills. They don't. It's a lie. Yeah. It's a total our, lie. our electricity bills are twice, if not three times higher than every other province in the country because of UCP regulation. Mm-hmm. She's still running these ads. I'll go in tomorrow. There'll be another. Like, it, it's, it, it plays on my radio station during my show eight, nine, ten times. And you know they're why not they do letting that? their foot off their gas. It's you know why they do that? It's oh, dude, it, it happens here. Doug Ford, he is going to jail. People in his government are going to jail. They just got pinched again. They got pinched again for changing zoning laws without any studies or any approval for their <laughs> friends, just their friends. And only four people, all four guys that went to his daughter's wedding that stuffed a stag and dough box with a whole bunch of money. It was proven. It's in the newspaper. It's everywhere. Everybody is like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And they're still running ads for it. He's speaking at a real estate conference this week. <laughs> like gas on the pedal. I mean, or pedal on the, whatever you want to call it. It's full on. 
Therm Spa. They stole a bunch of land downtown Toronto, Ontario Place. They're going to turn it into a Turkish casino because the guy that has the Turkish casino bought one of Doug Ford's businesses, and he says, in return, I want you to give me Ontario Place land so I could put a casino. We'll just call it a spa. It's not a spa. And they're still running ads for that. They're going to get shut down. What they do, right, in your case and in our case, these governments, and it's specifically conservatives that are doing this, they're creating this alternative reality to make you think that they give a shit. They don't. They don't. They'll say, oh, we're doing this for Ontarians. We're doing this for Albertans. Come and sign this thing. You go and sign it. And they're like, what great feedback? And you're like, dude, have you read the feedback? Everybody thinks you're a fucking moron and no one wants this. They're like, no, that's not what we hear. We've got a high feeling. We've got a strong feeling that that other people who didn't say anything want us to do this. And they create this all fucking crazy alternative reality, which is why also why I'm looking forward to politics, because those realities bust. Like, if you look what's going on with Donald Trump in the United States, that alternative reality bubble of him being somebody. But they're not giving up on it. They're, they're not letting go. They're watching this thing fall apart. Because they have to. They have to do it. And they're the in too far. But they're in so far. And the only currency they have with any voters who love them is how much do you hate the federal government? How yeah. much do you hate the feds? So everything is at the doorstep of the feds. Well, they, we're waiting in Alberta. My there, prediction. My prediction earlier in the week, Dean, we're waiting for this because she's she's doing this electricity bill thing and the power grid and the federals are you're, you're not going to be able to feed your family. And, and f to her point, she is pointing out carbon tax and the, the price of energy as a whole. But still, if you can't see the hypocrisy that you put right out there in front of everybody and you still won't adjust the messaging, it's, it's baffling to me. Um, but then then she wants to get out of the CPP and, and have the APP, which is a whole nother conversation. Apparently, she's suggesting that she's going to give the province a referendum. So we'll get a, a vote on it. But I'm like, what's next? What is next? And then I thought about it while I was on the air. And I'm like, you know what it is? She's going to create some sort of separate immigration policy for Alberta. I, I'm. Like she's gonna. Dude, we had David out. Parker on from Take Back Alberta a couple weeks ago. Do you remember David Parker? We had him on yes. with Max Fawcett. Did he and say David, that? A hundred percent. He's like, that's yeah, coming. We want to, We want to leave Canada. We hate Canada. And she's I'm like, gonna. That's the next. Go. That's the next thing. I 100%. think she's gonna. The 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 problem with that strategy and and this conservative movement, this very far right thing that we're seeing in a couple of provinces and at a national level is I think that they're, they have a sense of what the public thinks and they're way off because they're, they, they hang around the, the groups they hang around with. And it's the same thing with everybody They're They're not getting out. They're not mixing it up with other people. And I think it's going to bite them in the ass. I, I, I really do. People are not, we're becoming less conservative. We're becoming less secular as days go by more literally. secular you mean we're becoming more secular more secular sorry um yeah. honestly we're we're sort of moving towards so it still surprises me that we have such a a left and a right version of politics in this country i i'm still surprised that nobody has said ah there's got to be an opportunity for fucking 80 percent of the population to vote you know down the middle well, do you see what's happening overseas? Do you see what's happening in Israel and Gaza, right? Yeah. That's religious extremism taking over the entire argument. Yeah. Everything. It's what religious extremists do. Conservative Party is the religious extremist government.
like of yeah. every province. Like you've got Scott Moen, Saskatchewan, just took down the Canadian flag, just made it illegal. The premier of Saskatchewan, the shittiest province in Canada, just a dump, just made it absolutely fucking illegal for a kid to go to their teacher and say, I'm, I'm being abused at home. Like yeah. literally, you know, and then you've got um, Danielle Smith, who's like, I want to take I want to take half of Canada's pension and I, I want to pay off oil and gas and call it an Alberta pension plan. Well, by the way, we're going to leave Canada if we don't get it. Fuck. Go ahead. But I, I can but give I, two but shit. I, but I think what's I'm at happening- that point, too. I'm at that point where I see asshole religious assholes who have inserted themselves into the governing process of all Canadians. Right religious assholes who show up with a fucking broom and a flag on the end of it. Yeah. Whether it's for some skirmish that's happening in another country or some fucking vaccine that you don't want to get where they want to not only take over the entire conversation, they want to make you fear them because they're in control. The money and the effort it takes for religious extremists to pretend that they're not is fucking astronomical. That's why they're doing this. But and I think, do I believe she's a religious extremist? Absolutely. I know she is. I know people I she's think, banged. I know a lot about that woman. A couple of other things that I think that, that are interesting about where we're at right now is um, I, I think that what's happening with the far-right political movement and that connection to religion that you brought up multiple times on this podcast, not just this podcast, but also the network, um, I think it is a sign of desperation. I think that those groups, they realize that we are becoming more secular, that we are becoming less reliant on religion, that we're questioning it more and more and more, and they're panicking that they are going to. So what are they doing? They're injecting themselves into the politics and trying to take it over. And that's why I think there's such a blind, like a blindness for anything. Like when Danielle Smith talks, no one else is in the room. She is doing things that she thinks she needs to do for all of Alberta without any knowledge of how Canadian I think Albertans are. Listen, there are people here that are very angry about how the federal government treats us and still angry. There's guys driving around, lots of guys with fuck Trudeau stickers on their trucks and flags on their homes. And I get that. But I still think that group, if you sit down and you pin them down, are going to be more Canadian than Albertan. And I honestly, Dean, I honestly, a, Dean, you're poll. wrong about that. People are pro Canadian in this province. Oh, I, I, I no, that I agree with. That's I totally what I'm with. saying. I'm talking about the, the, the minimal person, the, 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 that small group that has somehow managed to convince everybody else. You should put bigger us than charge. it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yes. I totally agree. I think if they're held, they hold a referendum, on a pension, they're going to get fucking smoked. I think they hold a referendum on secession, leaving Canada. They're, they're going to get, get smoked. Rushed smoked. Because people in Alberta are just like people in every other province. When they don't celebrate Alberta Day, right? They don't. No. They don't celebrate what Albertans did in a war in the first or the second. Absolutely. 100%. They celebrate Canadians in but, Canada. But the news you get out of Alberta now is that, you know, that we're all fucking we've all joined the Maverick party and we're all leaving. And that's just oh. not the case. And I, I feel like I need to say that out loud as somebody that lives here. I, I don't regret the decision to move to Edmonton. It's been great for our family. And this is a great province. It has lots to offer. Um, but politics man, is not on one the national of, stage. Ah, no, no, because I know that she's not a representation of, of me and, and the majority of people. Yeah. But like, like I, is there, is there, is there pushback from any specific groups to say, hey, listen, we're not with her. 
Like I, I'm Canadian uh, first. I don't I, I don't agree with where she's coming from. She's full of shit. I think she spent a hundred million on Turkish Tylenol that doesn't work. Like the problem is anybody out there pushing back? The problem, Dean, is that I think most people are so sick of talking about it. So yeah. if you get into a public setting that you're out with 10, you know, 15 people that live here and live here a long time, and you bring up politics, you're gonna quickly empty the room. So there is a very strong sense of disgust for politics. And it's at it's not just provincially, it's also locally and it's also federally. Like um it's tough to negotiate too when you're doing a show. Not that our show is politically minded, but occasionally in the news we gotta report shit that's happening in the world around us. And when you get into a certain topic, you can drag out, you know, some ire from from a handful of people. And and it's and even for me as a content provider sitting there watching that come in, you have to be realistic. You have to go, ah, okay. All right. Donald, Terry, and, Sh and, and Steve are upset at me. That doesn't necessarily mean that everybody thinks we should be leaving the Canadian pension plan. Can I ask you a question? Yes. If let's say Alberta has a referendum on leaving Canada and having their own country, Alberta stand, let's just call it that Alberta Bama. Let's deal with one more simple. If, if she actually does a referendum and asks us whether or not we should leave the CPP and create an APP, a, a Canadian pension plan versus an Alberta pension plan. This can, wasn't my question. You're, you can't hijack my question oh, and take I, it in a totally Because that's direction. a better question than leaving Canada. Well, no, but let's just hypothetical this for fun. Let's just have some fun doing it. Let's say she has a referendum. It's like, we want to leave Canada. And it's successful. What do you as a Canadian in Alberta? I know they wouldn't. I, I, I know they wouldn't. No, I, what I, if they did? It's not a fun would game. You, would you? <laughs> it's not a fun game because it's never going to happen. If she put a referendum out to leave Canada, would you, um, would you it, leave? it would be 90% of the pop, the population would vote against her. Oh, I know that. Nine, but let's nine, just nine, game it not out. Even, not 80, not 70. 90, you don't want to game this 90%. out? This is a fun game. I want to know no, if you would no. leave the province if the province decided to leave Canada. No, it's, it could, could, no I don't. No, I, I don't like your games. <laughs> it's a mean game. I, I, that is a serious question. You're going to get it, the APP asking. versus the CPP referendum is yeah. going to be a little closer. It's going to be 75% are going to say, ah, what are you doing? Right? 25 are going to go, yeah, fuck off. Fuck, fuck, Justin, he's spending it on vacations. You know what I mean? Like, uh, th there, there's going to be that population. Yeah. Leaving Canada, it's going to be 90%. No, no, fuck off. What are you doing? Yeah, I totally agree with you. I just wondered if... You it would be dumb so. of them to even actually even talk about it or suggest that we'd be better off on our own. It'd be dumb. It would it would sewer her any chances of her ever. Because if if Ontario decided to leave Canada, I'd leave. If they were like, yeah, we're out of here. I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Dude, I'm considering moving anyway. And Alberta, by the way. Well, you can't province. you can't move. Because I'm moving to live in your basement. Okay. I'm moving Things to no good with Deb? Things yeah. bad things happen. You in trouble? No, 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 no. She's coming with me. Up. You're getting oh, she, a whole family. Oh, that's exciting! I can't wait. <laughs> Lachlan Cross. He's the morning show host of Nine Five Seven Cruise FM at Edmonton. We're not going to talk about Rogan, room. huh? We're not talking about Rogan. I kind of do, but like I'm. No, we'll I don't move know on. what kind of time you have because he's so no. fucking short. I didn't no, know no. how short he was. I and, and, and hang on. What's his costume? Oh, yeah. What was he dressed like, dude? What was he, he was like he had a Puerto okay. Rico shirt on. There was on a meme. Remember the meme? The guy at the baseball game that had long hair and he looked exactly like Rogan. 
and it wasn't Rogan. No, 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 I don't. And it was that. a meme, and it, and it got out there. And no, I don't the guy that. had a white shirt with red sleeves on it, and and look. he had blonde hair, and there, and it was a funny picture because it did look exactly like Rogan. Well, Rogan dressed up like that guy. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. I like that. So, a couple things. He he was with Elon on his podcast. Yeah, I've been listening. And it was fucking bananas. Did you listen it's to bananas. it? It's bananas. It's crazy. It's like, uh, you know. Elon's weird. And, I, and I'm and i going to tell you something. Kind of like politics where I'm like, oh, I get it. It's all a joke. Let's all have a laugh now. Now I get Elon and I get Joe Rogan to the point where I'm like. This is what gotta, I've been t- trying to tell you. I got to these crazy bastards because they're so fucked in the head. It was just because like it's- a full on ketamine trip for like two hours. Dude, podcast. it goes. It grows deep. And you actually end up honestly so much dumber at the end of it but going oh my god i can't believe these people are fucking successful like one guy's the richest dude in the world he's a tool he's a tool he's likable though on some weird level elon is likable no because he's such an idiot he's so fucking dumb like for the smartest guy in the world let me but to my point and I'll save you the hassle of him telling him. Well, I'll play the the first little bit. Of I love it. that is, Rogan didn't explain the costume either. He just showed up. I, in it. I know. I know. I thought it was pretty funny, too. Now I find it even funnier. But this is just a taste of the insanity of Joe Rogan and Elon Musk doing a podcast together where Elon's convinced there's like some kind of pipe <laughs> that's being, piping information into San Francisco zombie brains, turning people into like zombies. Like he's convinced. Watch this. It's fuck. If you're a, a high profile public figure, uh, that's the wrong one. Hang on. Here it is. Mike, uh, you've, you've owned X for a year now. Oh yeah. Do, do you, do you ever wake up in the middle of the night and have a dream that you didn't do it? <laughs> and your life is infinitely easier. Well, it's certainly, um, a recipe for trouble, I suppose, or contention. Um, what was it ultimately that led you to make the decision to do it? I mean, this is going to sound uh, somewhat melodramatic, but I was worried about that, that it was having a corrosive effect on civilization, uh, that it was uh, just having a bad, a bad impact. Um, and, um, I think part of it is that it's, it's where, it's where it was located, which is, uh, you know, downtown San Francisco. Um, and while I, I think San Francisco is a beautiful city and, and we should really fight hard to, um, kind of right the ship of San Francisco. If you've walked around downtown San Francisco, right near the ex FKA Twitter headquarters, it's a zombie apocalypse. I mean, it's rough. Have you have you been been in that area? Not lately. No, yeah. I've heard it's crazy. I've heard it's crazy. I've heard you you really can't believe it until you actually go there. You can't believe it until you go there. So now you have to say, well, what philosophy led to that outcome? And that philosophy was being piped to Earth. So um, you know, a philosophy that would be ordinarily quite niche and geographically constrained, so that that the sort of the fallout uh, area would be limited. Um, was effectively given an information, a weapon, um, a te- uh, information technology weapon to propagate uh, what is essentially a mind virus to the rest of Earth. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. 
I do kind of I, I kind of agree with him there though. <laughs> Thank God he took it over. Poisoning the world. He thinks, he thinks there's a something's being beamed into the brains of people uh, around Twitter headquarters, turning them into zombies, and it's just in that area. You know what? Can I give you a hint? Bad. Can I give you a tip? Can I give you a tip, uh, Logan? Hang on. Just wait. I'm not Let done. Me give you a tip. You can just give me a second. Just give okay. me a second. To that point, as if these are the only two takeaways, and I listened to the whole fucking thing, unbeknownst to me, and I laughed in 50 parts. I'm like, this guy's fucked. These two guys are so fucking they're, high. It's One guy's funny. On, they're ha- it's getting hammered. Funny. They're on ketamine. It's pretty funny. And it gets better. Elon Musk was asked by Rogan, what his finishing MMA move is going to be with Zuck? I want you to listen to it. His move. Oh, this took about seven minutes. You just lay the on the guy. No, no. It's just. He's just going to lay on that part. He's just going to lay on some guys. Look at Joe's face. Lie on you. I'm not going to put you in a lock or anything. I'm just going to lie on you. But I'm going to, you know, position myself such that it's hard to get off, out from under me. Mm -hmm. And I just want to lie crossways on you and and you you try to get uh, get away. And you won't be able to get away. Because you couldn't. Just, you know, like like if a horse falls on you, right? you can get trapped under a horse. Right, but you're not a horse. What do you weigh, about 230? <laughs> yeah, two, 240, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you see his face. You got it. When you're listening to Rogan. You, I like him now. It's a fucking. I, I knew you would. I kept I him you, through a very different lens. We've done a lot of really now. good work here today. Yeah, we've You've come around with a lot of... T- Look in the green, the green corner there. Uh, what is that? What is a green corner? Shit, you can't really Why do you keep me. showing us your phone on the one screen? Point, one cares? 1.5. You got to speed him up, especially if he's got Elon Musk on. Because he takes seven seconds to formulate a thought every time. But so did you, you hear Elon Musk, the smartest guy in the world, is finishing moving him? And Joe's face is like, I don't think you know what you're talking about. Can you about. get up underneath of a walrus? That's his point. I love it. He, <laughs> he I love the guy. I. He's funny. He's dangerous. Oh, totally! He's so narcissistic; it's not even funny. Hundred percent. But and he's going to do damage. He is. He's going to oh. do damage to the world that we live in, and the, he doesn't realize his own hypocrisy because he's got so many people blocked that he doesn't agree with their views. So what's the fucking point? You just he's you're doing just, it the opposite. These guys are just two fucking coked out, drugged out, ketamined out, super rich guys who are like, whatever, let's do whatever the fuck we want. They ordered That's a pizza. What I like about you didn't during the show they ordered a pizza. Did they? Really? <laughs> but it gets better. He was trying to convince Elon that uh, the best pizza in the world is anchovies and pineapple. So they ordered a fucking pizza while the podcast was. It, it's it's kind of interesting. Like, it, I mean, they're both morons, very wealthy, but dude, I don't like, think this they're is, stupid. I, oh, yeah, they are. They, I, you can't be smart and go, hey, I'm Elon Musk. I'm the smartest guy in the world. What's your finishing move in MMA? I'm just going to lay sideways on you. I'm a way better judge of dumb because I'm closer to it than you. Yeah. And I'm telling you, they're not dumb. Well, they're He's smarter d- than most. Yeah. <laughs> but my favorite part was when they went out to shoot his Elon's cyber truck with they an arrow. Shot the cyber truck. I'm gonna play this for you. You know, just so in case they because Elon wants to launch the cyber truck coming up in the next few months. Oh shit. He's on Bob Knight just passed with, away. Who did? Bob Knight. Uh the coach. coach. Oh, he's cool. oh, Indiana. R.I.P. Um that's but crazy. they're trying to sell the Cybertruck and they're selling it by, you know, they had, which is why I asked how tall Elon Musk was, because they brought Jordan Peterson and Elon in 
with Joe Rogan to take a picture in front of it. And Joe's uh, a midget. Sticks, he's like a fucking little person. He's like the same yeah. size as Jimmy. He's tiny. He's I think he's. Guy. I think he's five foot six or something. Or, I can't. No, he's what. like five four. I read that Is he's he five that? four. Yeah, he's just a yeah, tiny he's guy. Tiny. Like yeah, he he's can tiny. get a. He can get one of those stickers that lets him park anywhere. That's how short he is. You can get a handicap sticker. That's how short he is. But they're trying to sell the Cybertruck. So they cook up this thing, he and Elon, because they're, you know, marketing geniuses. Stoned or drunk or something. Hammered. I fucking so wasted. Their fucking was awesome. And it's like, I could, can I shoot a bow, a 500-pound bow through the Cybertruck? And Elon's like, no way, dude. They're like, I got one parked outside. Because, like, let's go shoot a fucking arrow through it and see what happens. Just in case, by the way, like this is, keep in mind, they're trying to sell this thing. Just in case those deadly highway archers are out there looking for you on your way to Gondor. Let me play you this clip. This is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. It's awesome. I'm sorry. He brought the cyber truck, ordered a pizza, and they got shot drunk. arrows at it and got hammered. I mean, we live in a fantastic world, don't Dean. We? I know. As soon as I heard he was on, I I was like, okay. As soon as I left work today, I was like, I am listening to that. I, I swear like to God, it. it's it's unbelievable. It's like watching your two drunk uncles play with a fucking bonfire. It really is. No, no, I'll put gas on. No, I'll put gas on. You're like, oh, fuck, I just want to watch everybody light themselves up. Like, that's how beautiful. A couple of years ago, there was a story down south where um, two, and it, they were uncles. They got drunk, and they somebody had just purchased a bulletproof vest. So they decided to wear the bulletproof vest to take shots at each other. And one of them ended up in the hospital, just about died. But I'm like, that's, we need more of that. Yeah, we do. We totally do. And listen, I, mean, I don't I, see those guys as thought leaders or like, <laughs> you know, industry insiders. And I don't see those guys as people I follow for like life advice. And I'm good with it now. Like, I'm just that, oh, these are these two crazy bastards. One is the richest guy I've in the world. I've been trying One's to tell you for a long time to stop yeah. being angry at and these Everybody two out there. Yeah. And listen, if you hate Joe Rogan, like everybody else has hated Joe Rogan, if you think he's irresponsible, which he is, and that's your biggest problem, then fucking leave that at home. Let him eat the horse paste. Let him talk about it. Let him shoot arrows at fucking cyber trucks just in case, right? Like, and and let Elon Musk go off about piping in mind viruses to people it's, in San Francisco. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Thank You're you for see having the, the same appreciation. Of it. Oh, I love it, dude. I'm, I'm like every Rogan episode now. I'm going to go back and listen to the Jordan Peterson one. I'm like, I guess I look at it differently. Now. Jordan Peterson ones are crazy. They're crazy. Yeah. Well, the They're clips cool. I see of them are fucking insane. And I'm yeah. like, no, now I get it. It's just crazy people being crazy. That's entertaining. I love it. Yeah. Right? That's oh, incredible. and I'm buying that fucking Cybertruck. I That's want that thing so bad. You are nuts. That is the fucking... Okay, thank God you're joking. I thought you were serious. I'm not. I'm 
It's the dumbest fucking fucking. I almost put down you only to to get on the list. You you, you gotta put a hundred bucks serious. down. That you is, I'm dead serious. serious. Yes, I might. I've been on the Tesla webpage to put my name down, but I I didn't think it was gonna come out. I honestly thought that it, there was no way he was gonna be able to deliver because it's like what he was talking about that thing. I'm like, there's he no can't. way it's supposed he's, to launch like a only year ago. be like 70 grand or something like that. I'm no. like, you're kidding me. There's oh, no, no way, dude. That's the ugliest truck. I've ever I seen. want it. Fucking, of course you do. Of course you do. Thanks for doing this. We're done now, right? That's a good one today. Thank you. Yeah, that was a fun show. Appreciate you being yeah. here. I Thanks like Emily. Emily. I like Emily. Yeah, she's awesome. She's going to be back. She's an official partner. Hey, let's do this. The Dean Blundell Show brought to you by Muse Massage Spa. Go get a handy. Yeah. 1290 Finch Avenue West, Toronto, Ontario. Go to Muse Massage Spa for all of your massage needs. You need to start There's working on your happy schedule. Your okay. happy baby. You got to start to get more flexible. I'm not going there. What for that? I'm, I'm out of here. I am. I am. I am well taken care of. I do not need any of this. I know you want your salad tossed. I, it. Listen, <sighs> you bring it up all the time. It's, I do not. It's okay. Talk wear to it, you soon. Wear it like a, a badge of honor. All right. Bye. Brought to you by Muse Massage Spa, musemassagespa.com. Go there today, check it out. Pick your Muse, pick your package, be safe, have fun, live out your fantasy. And thanks to Em for joining us today. Her podcast called Muse on the Mic will be at uh, Cryer Media as of, I believe, early next week. And you can check her out there. You can check out their Patreon channel as well, Muse on the Mic Patreon. Super simple. I think it's just Patreon backslash Muse on the Mic, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and don't forget, thanks to Lachlan Cross. You can listen to him every single weekday morning at 957cruisefm.ca. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you being here. I want to say a special thank you to my friends at uh, Can Torque. They make rugged, hardworking torque wrenches for every, every application in heavy machinery, nuclear industry, railroad, forestry, steel industry. If you need a torque wrench, you've got a bolting solution you can't find a solution for and you need that solution. They make, manufacture, calibrate, and take care of torque wrenches. They're the best in the world out of Edmonton, on Edmonton, uh, Alberta, Canada. Please stay in Canada, Alberta. We happen to like you. Uh, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And they brought all the manufacturing back to Canada. They don't do anything outside of the country except sell these products, torque wrenches, to some of the most important people in the industry. They're that good at what they do. Go to cantorque.com for more information today. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for being part of the show. Uh, thanks for giving us your time. Don't forget, everything we do can be found at Cryer Media, which is Cryer.co. Rate, subscribe, YouTube, Cryer Media, Dean Blundell Show on YouTube. Give us a follow, too, at its Dean Blundell on Twitter. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. 
Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.